Okay, we're recording. Two recorders going. So, welcome, welcome. Um, hello, Predrag, number one fan I got. Thanks for watching. So, I wanted to go over what's happening right now. Everything seems to change around quite a bit. There's a lot of extreme volatility in the markets lately over the last month or two. Uh, today, the markets have, you know, bounced back. Some are calling this a relief rally. Um, as you can see here, the U.S. markets have rallied pretty good. Uh, oil is slightly up. Uh, silver and gold, we'll talk about that tonight. And some of the uh, bonds is what's going to be really driving what happens in in the near term. Um, and then, obviously, crypto is the hot stuff for the last couple of weeks, actually. So I'll be doing a good brush over of that. Um, still volatile in the international as well. So let's have some fun. So I posted behind the scenes. If you want to know more about this, just uh, message me. But um, I put this up just like an hour ago. And uh, what you'll find here is I'm going to focus on the Forex pairs uh, that are kind of performing, but there's just a lot of volatility in the market right now, which seems to um, throw things off. So there's not a lot of significant um, trends that continue along. So, uh, and uh, I've taken lessons learned to minimize all my stuff. So uh, I'm hoping I don't have any streaming problems tonight. Uh, all right, so I'm going to first... Breakout on the usual more popular uh, stuff out there, the instruments. Of course, we got Bitcoin. So with Bitcoin, there's a couple of mixed, and we'll break out into better performing um, forex uh, currency, uh, crypto pairs, altcoins uh, afterwards. But just so you know, Bitcoin's looking pretty good. Uh, this is a, a five-year chart or three-year chart, I believe. And you can see here that uh, we have a really strong breakout, very similar to what we had here. Actually, it's a lot more solid um, than back here in uh, 2021, 2020. So we may be on the march. It really depends upon what goes on in the markets. Generally, there's uh, a lot of panic. If it's not the stock market, it's the debt. If it's not the national debt, which drives all of this inflation impacts plus um bonds are the US yield is where we got to be concerned about just broke through 5% and if it hits 6% that's your red alert things will start to break and break hard uh and if we really approach that i would be very concerned about that so anyways that's one of the big reasons why i think uh bitcoin's moving but there are better performing uh crypto coins out there than than um bitcoin but i think that's one of the big reasons why you're seeing that big drive up. So the other one, I haven't written an idea about this yet. But right here, you can see what's going on is right now, if you look at, I don't know, let me see here, last five years. Okay. If you're looking for a stable, low volatile uh, asset, your number one is going to be probably this trade right here, USD, Japanese yen. Um, it's been performing absolutely amazingly here, 2022, you know, going from 112 all the way up to 148. That's about, uh, my math is never good. 20, 25% return. Um, and you don't have to do anything. That's the return you get 
Um, and then you see here, we're starting to see that as well from 128 to 149. But be very aware that the Bank of Japan will intervene. And this is what it looks like when they intervene. So that may bring back a lot of the returns. So if you're in those positions right now, start unloading your uh, Jap uh, USD Japanese yen because the hit will be hard. But their policy is to allow the uh, yen to keep weakening. Um, the reason is, is that that's how they stay in business. Um, don't ask me, but that's their policy at the Bank of Japan. Uh, the next big one that's been performing pretty good is obviously gold with this MIDI. East tension, you have to be careful how I say that. Everyone's all sensitive on um, uh, this MIDI's East thing. But you can see that gold has just gone from 1820 to, to almost 200, 2000. That's one of those other predictable trades there at 10%. Again, no volatility. So, again, those are things I'd look at. So, let me let me just let's talk. Right now, uh, um, some 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 uh, gold investments here. I just want to make this aware. Obviously, gold and U.S. dollar is going to be number one investment. So if I do a comparison here with um, gold and uh, silver, so here's silver. Uh, actually. Let me go back. XAU USD. Okay, so that's what we want. And we want always to push the right button. So you so now we're going to compare it to silver. So you can see here it's pretty easy to see that uh over the last uh two year year to date actually that um silver's not what you want to hold. Okay. But it usually can flip-flop pretty good. So if you look at, let's say, last five years, what does it look like? Oddly enough, like silver is better to hold than gold, right? So depending upon where you're trading at, um, silver might be your better bet, okay? So uh, for the last month, this flip-flops all the time. So you can see how gold has uh, lost some of its value over the last month. Um, and silver's a little lower than uh gold, okay. So you may go, What should I use? Well, that's up to you. Uh, what I would look at though, that is the interesting one, is let me pull it back to let's just say year to date, that, that's a better time frame. So you could see here, um, you were doing pretty good up until this time period. Uh, and then you gave back a lot of the profit. Now it's starting to build back again. So gold, buy and hold, I don't know. But let's take a look at some of the other comparisons of other currencies because this is an important comparison. So you can see here, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, let me uh, get rid of that one. So we're going to first look at uh, gold in yen. Okay, how, what is that? Oh, my mistake. Golden yen. Okay, this is important to know. All, so we'll compare it with uh, Oanda. We'll keep it. So you can see here, depending upon what you are, I always do this wrong. My, my apologies. I am a fool here sometimes. 
So we are looking for gold in Japanese yen. We'll use Oanda. So look at that, that big difference there. That's year to date, 18% versus 13, uh, 3%. Now you may go, golly gee, why is that? Um, that's because I think a couple things is that when you have a weaker currency, stable currency, you'll get better performance in yen. Okay, so how does that look in euro? This is what, there's a reason why I'm showing you this here. So gold and euro, see what I mean? Gold and euro, not too good. Five, 6% still in yen, 18%. So if you want to make money in a safe way, this is what you consider. Don't hold gold in US dollar, hold it in another currency. I had talked to, uh, in the last week about this with idiots over at uh, private equity. I mean, they, they, didn't, they wouldn't believe these type of questions. They, they were like challenging me on this and other big, big wig creators. I mean, I don't understand. If you're going to get like six time, six time return in gold by whole, just changing your currency and they argue against, I just don't understand that. And that's why you want to kind of really Ask yourself why you're with a professional advisor when they're holding back your potential returns. So let me take out the euro. Uh, another one that might be shocking to you is, uh, uh, let's say, the British pound. Okay. Uh, let's say gold in British pound. Okay. Barely, barely, barely any difference there. Okay, so let me show you now. Let's go over to the Asian one. So if I was to look at Hong Kong dollar, this is another interesting one. Okay. Again, not much difference, right? So let me clean up this. So enough of the playing around. I want to show you the, the number one to, to, to hold gold in. What currency? This is going to surprise a lot of people. If you do... Gold and Turkish lira. Look at the difference. So again, that's year to date. So you you still have your volat your your your. There's no volatility, very little volatility, holding it gold in the so-called uh, the so-called volatile exotic currency lira, right? And um, I don't know what to tell you there. <laughs> Uh, that you got 53% return holding gold in lira versus Japan and U.S. dollar. Pretty simple stuff, but people still argue it. They don't like to make money. But uh, and you might be asking why is that? It's because the uh, it's 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 kind of like this. Let me pull up a different chart here. Um, okay, so. If I pull up another chart here, and we're going to look at uh, euro in um, euro. Just give me a second here. So we are looking at euro and Turkish lira. Okay. So again, check this out. So here's euro in Turkish lira. Okay, so if I was to look at uh, a five-year trend and then looking at, again, 
the so-called big trade gold and U.S. dollar, see the difference? So over five years, you would have made 61% in gold, but you get five-time return by just holding euro in uh, euro and Turkish lira. Okay, so these are things that people never, ever, ever consider. I don't know why, but it's it's predictable, right? This point right here, but you can see it fully recovers. And just Turkish Turkish lira is a weak weak economy, and it's getting killed off by inflation, as you can see in the currency. And it's similar as well with USD Turkish lira. So I just want to show you, even if you look, compare that with Bitcoin in US dollar, and you can say the same thing with Bitcoin as well. So you can see here 352 uh, in Bitcoin and uh, in US dollar versus euro versus Turkish lira. It's pretty close. And you have less volatility as well. So euro, uh, euro Turkish lira is going to give you a really good performance, but very little volatility, as you can see with the craziness of Bitcoin. Now, uh, let me just show you one other trick here. If you were to say, okay, I want to hold Bitcoin and Turkish lira, what's that going to do for me? Uh, let me just see. ETC. I'm not saying you put all your big, all your eggs in this one basket. Um, so Bitcoin and Turkish lira, not so much. But you can see, though, this USD, sorry, Euro and Turkish Lira is really good to hold, okay? So always remember that. And, and, and for people that stay on these, these videos and streams, will get a lot of value from that. And again, um, you know, people like to scroll through their stupid phone and give you 10 seconds of attention. But here are some charts that are going to give you six seven times return can't argue that okay so let me uh okay so that's gold and silver so just to give you some options what are your best places to hold all right so um that's gold all right so moving on um, I'm going to pull up my list here that I showed you earlier. This one right here. Uh, yeah, so this one I'm going to show you what's really good to hold. And these are all CFDs found on um, on uh, all, all CFDs on, on OANDA, okay? So the first one that's currently uh, performing lately The one that's been performing pretty good is uh, U.S. and Canada. This is now I'm, I'm going to start focusing on on. Uh, so let me see how I can do this. Let me pull up another chart here. U.S. Canada. Um. So with U.S. Canada, uh, and you would think that this would be a typical. Um, a typical oil trade because Canada is a heavy commodity oil economy. So you can see here, um, let me pull up a uh, four-hour chart. 
So again, you can see here, um, it's kind of doing okay since, well, last month, basically. But it's still fairly volatile, okay? So 134 to 138 is not very much. And I wouldn't put any leverage on that at all. But that's one of the better performers. Forex is really crazy right now. Again, because of the liability. I've already shown you Euro, uh, Turkish Lira. Um, this one was doing okay for a while, was Euro, British Pound. Now, if you're a retail trader on a, on a, um, a retail Forex broker, you got to be very knowledgeable about the spread cost. The spread cost shouldn't be this much because these are major pairs, Euro, British Pound. But out of all the big ones, this is the best one so far. But you can see, again, it's fairly volatile. Um, and uh, it's gone kind of range bound. This is one of the better ones, but um, depending upon how you want to trade, these periods I'm going to bring out a uh, a pine script that's good for this time period for range bound, equivalent of, of swing trading. Uh, it's really good to have. So if you want to know more about that, just message me again. I have to be careful what I say on these streams because I'm, you know, I, I have a bunch of rules to follow. But if you, if you want to converse, yeah, best thing is to, to message me privately. Okay, so that's a, has been a decent one. Um, so let me pull up uh, another one that's been kind of moving is the Australian-Canadian dollar because the Canadian dollar has been kind of weakening. So you can see here it's kind of been moving up again. But look at this crazy volatility. I, I wouldn't touch these kind of trade, these kind of currency pairs. Just because of the volatility, um, but again, if you had to, like, you were um, had to trade it. These scripts that I'm talking about, are very, very good. That you just have the chart and let the the uh, strategy run with an open chart, and you can run it pretty well 24 hours a day, depending upon your broker and whatnot. So another one we've got here. Uh, let me first do the. Uh, currencies. I'm just looking through my list here. Okay, this one's looking pretty good actually, and I kind of noticed this as a trend. So when you get trading partners like U.S. Canada, I mean Canada is a fairly large part trading partner for Canada. You may be able to find that typical um, relationship in the currencies I showed you. Another one that looks pretty decent, and the New Zealand uh, dollar is uh weakening so this is a fairly predictable trade you can see that as well less volatile volatility in this region but that's not a bad um a bad here to trade so far uh, it's pretty it's predictable but again unless something really bad happens in either economy obviously this won't um this won't uh be a great trade um, okay, just pulling up some other ones for the Forex because that's my most popular one. Another one that's looking pretty interesting is the the yuan, the Chinese yuan um, right here. So you can see it's very uh, range bound. But again, as I said, if you want to uh, mean revert this trade, you could do that um, with the specific types of strategies that are available. This would be a good one. 
uh, if that's what, how you want to trade with the one. But there's no trend in it at all. Uh, it's because of the economy and the debt, the debt, and the real estate uh, uh, challenges that uh, China's going through. Um, just looking for anything else. Oh yes, uh, I've, I did show uh, one trade was uh, USD Japanese yen. So I can show you another one that's interesting is the Hong Kong dollar against the Japanese yen. And again, these are tighter companies. You can see that slight trend there that's come off. So this may start to recover and move up. But with this type of trade, it's very sensitive on these intervention that the Bank of Japan is hinting at. But even if, if, if it is, there is intervention, then this will continue to trend up. So this is a good one to consider, depending upon where you live and what broker you're on. Your spread costs will be fairly high for that because it's Hong Kong. But if you're in an Asian forex broker, it might be fairly low. It just depends, right? Okay, so I think we've covered all of the um, interesting. Oh yeah, one more is the uh, this one is the Euro Norwegian drone. See another nice trend there. And um, that is to do with probably oil as well. So that's going to be tied back to oil like the Canadian dollar. That's a lot more consistent. That's cleaner, uh, less volatile. And, and the thing I like about this currency, if it continues to weaken, it's a Scandinavian currency because they have a fairly clean balance sheet. So if things got really bad, like the world is ready to blow up, this would be a decent trade to, to move into um, and hide out in. And again, I know there's the spread cost, but um, overall, you may be able to kind of do away with that. I don't know the, the spread cost for this type of trade, but I'm just showing you the trend. All right. Um, so that's all the Forex. So the really, so let me pull up uh, USD Japanese. Yeah. Okay. So there's, so there's that. How does this compare to uh, Bitcoin? Okay. Just, just as an example. So we will do, should I do Bitcoin and Japanese yen? Uh, let's try that pair or that data. So you can see here holding Bitcoin, if you can, if you, if, if you, if you, if you let your heart handle this kind of volatility, you probably end up being better at 400% return over the last few years versus holding Japanese yen. But you can see the Japanese yen uh, has done pretty good. Um, before I go into the crypto, let me show you one other one, like with uh, similar to the uh, the um, the uh, yen. Another good one to consider is DXY. You can usually get this in uh, an ETF. So this is a dollar currency index, and you can see here. It's a pretty good one to hold when things go bad. As you can see here, when everything was losing money in 2022, you'd be up. So like, let's say a, a dollar, you could be up like 10, 15% hold, during this period in 2022. So that's a good one to have. You can see it's starting to move up a little bit. 
But again, you're going to get better return with the you know USD yen versus just the DXY. But this is something to consider as well uh, if things got bad, because even if the markets got bad, um, the dollar will continue to move up because the bonds will go up as well, the bond yields for the Treasury. Any questions so far? Nope. Okay. Um, all right, so let's move into Bitcoin. So there's Bitcoin. So I said, this is a big significant where in the last 24 hours, Bitcoin has broken through that upper resistance there. So I think we will get a nice ride up. And as, as this war and all this uncertainty continues, this will definitely be a really good uh, move to, to hold Bitcoin. Because I don't dare I say safe haven, but as a hedge against everything else. So that's the way it's looking. So let's go over to um, crypto. And I'm going to pull up my latest ideas here. So if I go into my uh, ideas, I'll, I'll show you today's. As long as this keeps pulling up. Okay, in case that doesn't work, I'll just go ahead. So one of the best performing coins was uh, Chainlink. Okay, here we go. So you can see here, Chainlink's done very well. Now, if I compare that against Bitcoin, You can see the difference there. It's almost double. It's over double. So holding big, uh, holding link versus Bitcoin, you would have doubled your money in the same time period. But here you can see it's starting to taper off. Now, will this continue to move up? If you look at, I don't know, uh, four-hour time frame, it's still doing pretty good. Um, so this 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 trend may continue. It's hard to tell. But I think as the only difference is Sometimes um, the there's two correlationships that will happen with Bitcoin. One is usually a good one we can compare as the SPY, okay, or just basically the S and P 500. Let me pull it up. Um, okay, there we go. So. You can see here, as um, right here between Bitcoin and and uh, Spy. So if 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 the Spy or the S and P five hundred declines, you can see Bitcoin moves up, and as it flattens out, so does um, Bitcoin. So that correlation can stay in line at certain periods. It's hard to say. I could also say the same thing with the U.S. dollar as well. Um, so there's these correlationships that can exist with Bitcoin. Ah. Um, yeah, so let me pull up DXY. And we want uh, Bitcoin as well. Actually, I may go back over to Bitcoin as my primary. Okay, so there's Bitcoin. You can see the DXY 
that slight decline, what happens to Bitcoin? Slight move up. Um, but if I go, let's say, over, I don't know, last month, you can see here it's dipped. The DXY and so does Bitcoin move up as well. Same here. But it's hard to say. It, it doesn't stay consistent, as I said. Anyways, let's go back to the coin. So here's Bitcoin. I've already shown you uh, Chainlink. So Chainlink uh, right here. You can already see you're getting percent a double with with uh, with with Chainlink versus Bitcoin. But the fund doesn't stop there. You also uh, a better performing one, which I've been writing about is Solana. Solana's been doing pretty good too. So they're 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 neck and neck. But again, if you look at a five day, let's say Solana's kind of up there versus Bitcoin barely moving because it's gone sideways. Um, so again, that's an interesting thing to know about. So let me take out uh, Chainlink. The other one that seems to be kind of breaking out right now is XRP. Uh, in the last uh, few days, so you can see here, XRP is starting to move now compared to BTC. This one may start to break out. One way to measure that is uh, if I bring up the chart. One way, one very simple way to know that is the moving average crosses. Okay, so let me pull up uh, last three, oh, last month. So you can see here I've got the uh, descending triangles and wedges. So they're starting to show this is starting to move up. So that's one way. That's never a guarantee, but one way to do it is just using SMA. So if you have your 50-day versus 200, uh, let's see if I can find one, SMA 50. So right here. So when you start to see these crosses, so right here you have a latest cross. That's why you're starting to see uh, these move up. So that's on a 30-minute. But if you really want to go fancy, uh, you want to go daily. And you can see that that it did cross this cross right here. So this is your cell right here. Um, so once these cross again, which probably will happen in the next few days the way it's looking, it'll break out. So that's just one way to measure if uh, XRP is going to break out. So that's going to be an interesting one. But as is shown here, um, XRP is starting to outperform BTC. So this is the one to watch now where I think Chainlink is kind of tapered off and XRP is starting to kind of move now. And I think XRP will start to move up a little higher than, um, than uh, Chainlink. But I could be wrong. Another one to watch potentially is uh, Ethereum. Ethereum's not been doing too good over the last month. You can see here it's barely moved over uh, uh Bitcoin. Um, so that's why I've not written a lot about Ethereum. Um, but again, 
if you look at, okay, so this is the five day. It's kind of slightly outperforming uh, Bitcoin, but way underperforming the other two. So, uh, but the interesting thing is what's happening intraday. So again, will Ethereum break out? And again, you just go back to the uh, moving average crosses and just see how that's looking. It's 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 easily the most reliable way. So you can see here, that's a sell, and if if that if these two cross with a buy signal, then yeah, it'll go up. But what will the magnitude be for Ethereum? I don't think it'll be very much. And the reason for that is I think Ethereum is losing the battle because you know you uh, uh what's it Uniswap, which was considered the uh, best place to hide out in with no know your customer process, uh, policies. Uh, Uniswap is now going to enforce KYC for everybody on Uniswap. So I think that's why there's a lot of enthusiasm lost for Ethereum. But the other one, Solana specifically, looks like that's going to be the breakout, um, the breakout crypto coin over the next long term. It just, I don't know. There's a lot of excitement, and I don't know if you heard, uh, there was an incubator announced for Solana, so there's now going to be D3 apps and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's going to be funding for that. It's going to be a big deal for Solana, and that will become pretty well big competition for uh, Ethereum. I could show you the heat maps for, um, for uh, crypto. I'm not going to do that here, but... Um, from what I understand, Solana over the long run uh, is number one. Chainlink was was up there as well. But that seems to be cooling off. But XRP is starting to look pretty good as well. That one can easily taper off. I mean, there's not a lot of innovations. But with XRP, the only thing XRP has maybe going for it, you probably aren't a fan of it, like I'm not, are the CBDCs. So XRP is competing to be the company, or, or Ripple's competing to be a uh, – the, the coin of choice for these new CBCs as they come in. So that may lose momentum as well as people uh, uh, may lose interest in XRP to fight against that prospect of uh, XRP or Ripple being the chosen uh, coin for CBDC. So there's that. Okay, so that's crypto. Um, yeah, so Solana is pretty exciting. One to hold. I've shown you the other one, the Forex as well. So I've completed my job. So let me continue along. Um, let me show you some other interesting commodities you're probably not realizing. Uh, one way to know to know what's performing is based upon futures contracts. One thing you, I'm just going to put this as a as a tip out there is bar chart most active uh, futures or options, but futures. So if you look at this, this will tell you, uh, this will tell you what are the performing contracts out there. So right now, this is how bad it is for um, the economy or, or for the, well, yeah, for the economy and for all of these. So usually, this one would be number one, the E-mini, uh, as well as a NASDAQ 
and the DXY to be up there. You can see DXY is falling back. So just by volume alone, I mean, look at the volume. It's all agriculture. It's soybean, corn, wheat, sugar. Sugar's up there, and it's been doing pretty good. But these uh, are your top-traded <laughs> commodities out there. There's no sign of gold up there. Um, so, you know, nobody's really wanting to trade the um, the E-mini, which is, that's not a good sign. The U.S. dollar, people don't have a lot of faith in as well. But everyone's everyone's finding returns in the futures market in commodities, in, in agriculture product. So that's not a good sign of the general uh, overview of the, uh, you know, global mar uh, markets and and uh, economies. So let me show you one that I've used for global risk is uh, gold ratio, gold-silver ratio. Let's see if this will pull up. Actually, I can just go to here. So XAU, gold, XAG, silver, uh, all. So we'll just use Awanda. Okay, so here's our global risk for uh, basically for the whole entire world. Let me get rid of this. So, yeah. So we'll, th we'll throw in some interesting. So right now, let me do uh, all, an all-time. Sorry. So here, here we are. I, I've shown this many times before. This is so accurate. Uh, here's our period of the 2008 to the uh, trough, and this is when the Fed started pumping money like crazy. Okay, along comes our coronavirus. You can tell by the date on 2020, $6 trillion later. So you can see here, every time the Fed pumps money into the economy for the U.S. has less and less effect. So this time was $6 trillion. And I think at this time we were around 28 billion, 28 trillion in debt. So along here, and it doesn't do a whole lot. And it's just the debt is so high now that it's holding back what it used to do with quantitative easing and all that. And now it's gone range bound. But what matters here is the last few uh, couple of months. So if I was to load up, um, I don't know, year to date. You can see how volatile it is, but it's it's just it's just it's just growing, right? It's just growing. And the thing is, when you look at uh, let's see, sorry, I, <laughs> when you look at everything, this is this is when the two thousand eight was bad. Okay, you see how it spiked up to here at eighty seventy eight, and it dropped back, and uh, now it's up at one hundred thirteen. In the peak of the virus, but when you compare it, when you compare it with financial crisis and LA, you can see it spiked. But look where we're at. Just follow that dotted line, right? So that's at uh, seventy-seven. So just under normal conditions for the last few years, we're beyond that. We're beyond the seventy-eight. We're actually at eighty-five. So no matter what the Fed does, no matter what um 
I mean, outside of the IMF, uh, this is our normal state. So we're beyond the peak of the risk of where the 2008 crisis was. So that's just a, a visual representation of the risk that we have right now in the global markets and the economies. And that's all because of national debt. So this is why they're now like, okay, this will continue to move up because this year the U.S. will push out, what, $2 trillion in in uh, in uh, debt? Or, sorry, deficit spending for this year. It's $2 trillion in one year. Went up to here, it was around $2 trillion all the way from the 50s. That was the national debt, maybe $3, 4000000000000 trillion. So it's always been very small amount of debt for, what, 30, 40, 50 years, including two wars. And now, in less than 15 years, they've gone from that and, 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 and pumped up the debt up to $33 trillion. And they don't care about that and thinking that there's this new um, system called or a concept called modern monetary theory uh that doesn't work that's why this is why this is happening and this is why we're going to like eventually have some kind of collapse or some kind of something so bad that's why they're bringing out the cbdc's to kind of control what we earn because of this risk uh there's nothing above and beyond that and that's why you're also seeing in bar chart why agriculture is the only active, most actively traded commodities out there. That's where we come. Okay, so let me show you some of the commodities that I picked up. Again, uh, um, in uh, the last day. Okay, so what we have here is we have sugar. Um, sugar's in there. Natural gas, maybe, and I'll show you those too. Okay, so uh, so let me show you. Okay, so we're going to load in sugar. Okay, so we will go with Oanda just for consistency. So consistently, uh, that's a one-minute data. So I'll do a three-month. So you can see here, sugar's kind of moved up a little bit. Um, let me just pull up the uh, daily. There you go. So you can see it, it's still volatile, but it's trending up. For a commodity, that's pretty good compared to all the other commodities out there, like oil, as an example. So here's oil. How does it look? So you can see here, sugar is giving you three, three times the return versus oil. Okay, so even on a uh, one-month basis, uh, still better. You're still positive versus oil. And uh, let's see. I, did I show you the three-month? So sugar still... Pretty good, you know, three times roughly more than uh, oil. Okay, that's one other one. The other one is natural gas. 
this is fairly volatile, just been performing in the last few uh, weeks, somewhat, I should say. So now you have natural gas. So let's say a one month view. Natural gas is 7% versus negative. So that's a 20% difference right there. And you can see natural gas has kind of done better. So when you look at the last month, um, natural gas is pulling a little higher than oil. And what makes sense is we go into a cool season. Uh, not, not, not a good one there. One month. So there you go. So it's almost a 14, 15% difference between the two. So that's natural gas. So that's another one to be aware of right now. So that's pretty well it. If there's any questions, comments, let me know. Uh, do you my usual going once, twice? Uh, going once. So right now, the best ones to hold, looking gold, um, depending upon the currency I told you about. Uh, Solana's looking pretty good. Uh, XRP may start to perform. Bitcoin still. Um, and some of the other currency pairs, specifically like Euro, Turkish Lira, if you can you can handle the spread cost if you're doing that on a retail trader. I think the USD, Japanese yen will recover if, if the Bank of Japan intervenes, which I think they will. Uh, that will take a hit. But after that, dive in because it usually will recover. Um, I'm just trying to think of what else there is. U.S. dollar is probably going to hold. Um, so those are pretty good, pretty good suggestions out there. Any questions, comments? Uh, going once, going twice, going three times. All right, thanks for watching, and uh, have a good night. Over and out.